Today with Gillian Devlin. In for Joan Ash on Live 95. Now, yesterday we had Deputy Cahill Crow on Limerick Today talking about this whole controversy over whether First Holy Communions and confirmations should or should not go ahead. Here's Cahill on yesterday's Limerick Today. Deputy, have been inundated with emails and phone calls over the last couple of days. I suppose people are watching how many other sectors of our economy and society are reopening. They're particularly looking at the fact that you can now you know, a, a reasonably large crowd can go to a wedding, people can attend funerals, people can attend Sunday Mass, and they're scratching their heads wondering, well, why um, why can't we proceed onwards with uh, communes and confirmations? I think the only difference really is the type of sacrament, and apart from that, it's quite uh, similar to the other uh, type of ceremonies we'll be talking about. I suppose the concern, the, the genesis of all of this is a concern effort and government would have had many, many months ago when we were in a different state in terms of COVID. It wasn't so much uh, the people coming to the church, it was the parties, the bouncy castles, the barbecues, the large family gatherings that would happen thereafter. I think we're in a very different space, Julian, now with uh, vaccinations hugely on the up. Um, we're in a fairly manageable state of COVID right now, even though cases are still transmitting in the community. I think it's, it's, it's a far more manageable state than we would have been in 12 months ago. Okay, well, that was Deputy Cahill Crowe on yesterday's Limerick Today and a a statement that we have received in relation to uh, our own diocese here in Limerick. Basically, there's no change. This statement says it's it's highly unlikely that now in peak summer holiday period, parishes will seek to plan First Holy Communions or Confirmation. So the expectation is that planning for these celebrations will resume towards the end of the month. It's critical, however, that as we do begin these celebrations, we remain mindful of COVID restrictions in our churches and will be urging the public to do likewise away from the sacraments themselves. Well, look, with all that talk about communions and confirmations, it really only pertains to people who are religious practising Catholics. Um, And many people are not anymore. But did you know that there is an alternative for children who are not uh, planning to make any sort of First Holy Communion because they're not a practising Catholic or don't want to make their confirmation either? Uh, You can have coming of age or... Uh, age of Reason ceremonies. And to, to explain a little bit more to us about this, we have a regular here on the show, Pat Brown. We know him for his uh, tech-savvy information and, uh, you know, also many people will know him for his fantastic phot- photographic skills around Limerick City. But he's also a humanist celebrant. Good morning to you, Pat. Good morning, Gillian. How are you doing? I'm good, Pat, but th- th- this is the first I've ever heard of this, right? I have heard of people having non-religious wedding ceremonies. That's pretty common, I think. Um, and it's becoming more and more common to have non-religious funerals as well. You know, people uh, who, who who don't ascribe to any particular religion would, ha- would have those as well. Um, and, and even naming ceremonies when children are born, celebrating that. I can understand all those milestones. But I... It, completely do not understand why you would have a makey-up ceremony for an eight-year-old child. Is this so that they still get loads of cards with loads of money in it? Well, basically it's so they don't feel excluded. Um, I mean, if you go back in history, there's always been some kind of a ceremony to celebrate the main uh, points in somebody's life. So birth, um, the age of reason, again, communion, you know, becoming part of your society. So it's not a Catholic thing, it's not an Irish thing, it's worldwide. Every tribe and, and society in the world has these points in the growth of a, of, a, of a child when they are brought to another point within their own community. So this is just giving that same option uh, for people who aren't going to take part in the religious ceremony, 
but would still like to celebrate and welcome their child to reaching a certain point in their life. So, age of reason, at what age would you be doing that kind of ceremony? It's, it, it's effectively around the same time as communion. So, so age eight. of reason, yeah, exactly. Ah, here. Come so on, Pat. How, how many eight-year-olds have you met that have reached the age of reason? Well, how many eight-year-olds have you met who are willing to become a bride of Christ? <laughs> who understand what that is? So Fair point. It, it's really just, um, as I said, it's not something that's massively popular, uh, but it is something that is becoming more popular, particularly with the new multi-denominational schools and so on, who aren't going down a particular route. So they're looking for an option where they can be more inclusive, where they can have something that uh, people of different religions can take part in it. And it's not a specific religion. It's more a general thing uh, about the child reaching that point in their life. That Again, it's Bounty Castle Day for everybody, regardless of, of what your particular preferences are. And tell me, with these ceremonies, if little girls are making these um, Age of Reason ceremonies, uh, would they be dressing up in the same kind of rig-outs and paraphernalia that you see with in, the Catholic in the ones that I've done and the ones that I've been to, generally it isn't the white dress. That is very Catholic and very symbolic of the Catholic religion. Um, again, the whole idea of, of you know, child being born with original sin and having that removed at baptism and then reaching a point where they're effectively married to the church when they become uh, have their, their communion and then confirmation again is the next step along the way. So the anointing with the holy oils and all that stuff. It's a very Catholic thing. So they would normally wear a nice dress or, or you know, a, a nice jeans and suit or whatever they want to wear if they're boys and girls. It's entirely up to the parents what they're dressed as. But I would say I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear the, the traditional white um, communion dress. And what happens at this, these ceremonies? I mean, we we know what happens at a First Holy Communion ceremony and a, a confirmation ceremony. Well, many of us will because we'll be familiar with, with those. But what, what would happen at these humanist ceremonies? It's much more focused on the kids. Uh, it's not about you've reached this point in your life with the church. It's more, you've now reached, like say for example, with the confirmation ones, which would be more more common, more common in Ireland, uh, which is the, the coming of age. Um, they would come up, they'd read some poetry, they might play some music if they're that way inclined. Prior to that, they would have got together as a group, they would have gone off and, and, and done, for example, planting trees or something like that as a kind of a, a binding thing for them. And again, the main ones that have happened up to now, bar the odd individual, have been through um, multi-denominational schools. Okay, and are, are they held so all on the same date? It's not like mum and dad decide, oh, we'll do it on this Saturday because it suits us. It's the school would pick a date. Um, they give an option for, for parents to opt in if they wish. Uh, and as I said, it's not something that's happened multiple times. I think it's happened for larger groups. We've done it twice in Dublin. But pre-pandemic, it was something that we were looking at giving an option to more schools around the country uh, if they were interested in having that service, where, again, they could, they could acknowledge the point the children have reached, but not a specifically Catholic event. And do Uncle Paddy and Auntie Mary, are they expected to give a card with uh, some paper money inside to, to the child? entirely up to the families. <laughs> it's part of the There's tradition. No basket passed around. It's, it's entirely... Oh, sorry, not done over there. It's entirely up to the families themselves. Okay. Um, um, and what we've done, for example, in the ones that have happened in Dublin is that there was, you know, again, this is all pre-pandemic, there was um, events and cake and stuff was brought in as well. 
So it was more a kind of a, a, a group celebration. And then they all went off to their own homes afterwards and had whatever they were going to have themselves. So, so not a, that different. A reason to have a hoolie. Well, again, it is really. But it, it, the thing is, if, if you're in a class, say if you're in a, in a, in a, a class at a Catholic school, and you're the only one or one of maybe two kids who aren't Catholic, um, and you see everybody planning for their day and having their party, and I'm going to get an Xbox, and I'm going to get money for this, and I'm going to get that. It will make the children feel, you know, different. It will make them feel that they're not as good as or not the same as. So it allows parents who have taken a stance and decided they don't want to partake in, in that kind of an event to still allow their child to feel that they have also reached that point in their life, that they're still just as special as uh, the other kids in their class. And yes, Auntie Mary and Uncle Joe can still give them an envelope and they can still get their Xbox or whatever it is they want to get. Um, but it just it, it just reduces the kind of the separation and the difference between it. And as Ireland becomes a more secular country, and this is something that is happening slowly, but it is happening. I mean, yeah. last year was the first time that more than half of the weddings in the country, you mentioned weddings earlier, didn't happen in a church. So they may not necessarily be non-religious, but they were not in a church. Right. Well, you know, you hear about this term cultural appropriation, Pat, you know, where it's frowned upon, where somebody takes on the traditions of another culture. For example, Mm -hmm. famously, Adele, the pop star, wore her hair in dreadlocks and, you know, got a lot of flack over it, saying that's cultural appropriation. Could this be accused of being religious appropriation? Um, Well, if you believe that the Catholic Church came up with the idea of communion and confirmation, possibly. Well, I mean, go to Australia, talk to a couple of Aborigines and tell them, hey, you can't have a coming of age for your kid. You can't welcome your child to the tribe because the Catholics are doing that. Um, I definitely think that you can say that that's a Catholic thing. Uh, Specifically communion. We came up with the bouncy castle thing, Pat, I think, Catholics. Yeah, definitely. Give it that one. But don't (laughs) forget, you can get get white bouncy castles for your weddings now as well. I suppose I'm just looking at, at, you know, what might be reactions of people to it. I totally understand, you know, kids feeling left out. It has to be really, really difficult for any child um, who's in a class full of kids who are making their first Holy Communion and maybe they're not because that's not their, their family and there's so much talk about it. And, you know, in, unfortunately in this school, people don't always have a choice about where they send their school kids to school. They, uh, the local Catholic school may be the only choice that they have. And so, you know, they're, they're facing that possibility. So it is nice to know that there is an opportunity for them to do something similar. Yeah, it is. And I mean, how many parents who are bringing their kids to have communion or confirmation, hand on heart, will ever bring them inside the door to church again until they're getting married? <laughs> you know, I mean, if people can get, oh, it's a, it's a business, that's the other. How many times do you actually go to Mass? You know, so people are saying, oh, it's a Catholic thing. Yeah, but are you really a Catholic? Are you, re- you know, are you bar, birth, death, marriages ever seen inside the door of the church? Now, if it is people who are religious and who genuinely feel it, of course, there's absolutely no problem at all. But I think some people who get up on their high horse should really kind of, uh, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones kind of idea. So I don't think people can say it's a purely Catholic thing. It's just acknowledging children reaching a certain point in their life. And I think everybody accepts that that's something that should be celebrated. Yeah. Um, Pat, as a humanist celebrant, uh, have you been pretty quiet over the last 18 months? it's, It's been busy enough. Obviously, we've had a lot of people moving to next year. Um, I would do because we're in based in Shannon we would get a lot of elopements and so on those have really kind of stopped 
because, you know, the Americans can travel in and so on. But no, it's been busy. I had I had five this week. Um, so still, the numbers are smaller. So we're, you're having weddings with, with six, you're having weddings with 25. Now it's, it was 50. As of today, it's 100. So a lot more people are happy to go ahead. Uh, because again, it is a traditional thing as well of having the big hooli after the wedding too. And tell me, Pat, I know that there is an association, the Humanist Association of Ireland, but if, if somebody wants a humanist ceremony or uh, a humanist you know, wedding ceremony or be that a coming of age or whatever age of reason ceremony for their child, do they have to be a member? Do they have to be signed up to the beliefs that are associated with humanism? No, there's no requirement to be a member. It's just to, to have a similar mindset. So the fact that you're coming to the Humanist Association and saying, I'm interested in having a humanist wedding or I'm interested in doing this, you're already in the right place. I mean, if you think of, of weddings, there's six and a half thousand registered religious solemnizers, people who can do the legal ceremony. There's 30 of us. If you come looking for us, you're already in the right mindset. Okay, interesting. Um, I'd love to know what our listeners think. And uh, thanks for joining us and filling us in on those uh, coming of age and Age of Reason ceremonies. That's Pat Brown. Send us a WhatsApp and give us your opinion. Those 86123 You can call us on 461990. Today with Gillian Devlin. In for Joe Nash on Live 95.